bless you. All right, let's go to Second uh, Chronicles chapter 20. The backdrop of this message, there's a lot of scriptures we'll be working through. Uh, a lot that we can say, we'll compress it into uh, 37, 38 minutes. The message title is The Valley of Blessing. The Valley of Blessing. While you're going to Second Chronicles 20, allow me to congratulate Bishop on this magnificent building. Uh, I had to pray several times against covetousness. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's screen. My favorite color is orange, but I found myself turning green from time to time. Congratulations, Bishop. Uh, a job extremely well done and a battle well fought. Chapter number 20 of Second Chronicles, verse 2. And there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There comes a great multitude against you from beyond the sea and this side of Syria. And behold, they come from Hazazonama, uh, Tama, which is in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared. Please turn to your neighbor and say, Don't fear. Steve Miller's here, he can tell you about don't fear. Don't fear. And set yourself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah, which is a strange thing for the 21st century church. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are not you the God of heaven? Is it not you that rules over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in your hand is there not power and might so that none is able to withstand us? And he continues his prayer. Let's pick up from verse number 14. And uh, continued, Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Beniah, the son of Jeel, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And in verse 15, And he said, Hearken, all, hearken you all Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours. The battle is not yours, but God's. Verse number, uh, 20, verse number 16, Tomorrow go down against them, and behold... Uh, they came up out of the cliff of Ziz and you shall find them in the end of the brook before the wilderness there is no need for you to fight in this battle there is no need for you to fight in this battle set yourselves you stand still and see the salvation of the Lord O Judah and Jerusalem do not fear do not be dismayed 
for tomorrow uh, tomorrow go out against them for the Lord will be with you verse number 26 verse 26 this is after the battle on the fourth day they assembled themselves in the valley of Baraka for there they blessed the Lord therefore the name of the place is called to this day the valley of Baraka which is the valley of blessing father thank you for blessing this word in Jesus name everyone say the valley of blessing individuals are assigned to a place individuals are assigned to a people and individuals are assigned to a time we are assigned to a people a place and a time and so one has to be satisfied uh, has to be confident of the assignment that you have I'm a 1957 boy assigned to the nation of Zimbabwe on the great continent of Africa our country is the last on the table of nations and probably will always be based on its uh, alphabetical order and so on and so Zimbabwe is now gone into another serious lockdown and based on the deaths coronavirus deaths in Zimbabwe it looks like the lockdown is going to be even more enforced we can't have church uh, public places are being tightened up on there is a curfew that's being extended now six to six and uh, it's not not in defense of the government or the Ministry of Health it just makes a lot of sense in our environment because uh, the people groups and the language groups are so small this uh, very infectious virus can terminate an entire people group and a language group forever on the continent and so uh, there, there is a concern and there is also heightened fear from January up until the end of March our church lost over 50 people that succumbed to this horrendous disease and and challenge and so sometimes one can wonder why are we in Zimbabwe at this time uh, allow me to submit this to you uh, humbly and responsibly that God is not surprised by coronavirus and let me add that of all the generations in time this is the one that God has trusted this is the generation that God has trusted so you are assigned to this time this place and to this people and because you are assigned that doesn't give you a license to be irresponsible your greatest responsibility is to stay alive stay 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 staying alive staying alive stay and so our responsibility then is our assignment firstly to our family say family first say family first we have to be extremely 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 compassionate but we have to needfully be selfish family first uh, 
Secondly, our extended family. Thirdly, our friends. And then our leaders, whatever environment you find yourselves in, inspire in this particular case, whoever's watching wherever you are, your immediate world, your family, your business, in some cases, uh, we employ a lot of people, we have to give them assurances and respond to them. And so our assignment then is important. The assignment then maps out our journey, because life is a journey. And there are many ways in which we can go in our journey. Life is a process. Needfully, life is a sacrifice. There's a lot of pain and heartbreak that comes along with life. Many setbacks. Many times you have to uh, go through a detour. But with GPS, you always have a lady saying, you have taken the wrong turn, you stupid boy. We will correct your direction. And so anytime you go off the freeway or lose direction, there is some honing device that will always get you back on track. Somebody say, thank the Lord. God always sends people in your life to be an anchor and to be a blessing. And so for me on this trip, coming particularly on this trip, was to consult with Bishop Hurd and a couple of other individuals that are part of our apostolic oversight to find out if we are running well, if we are doing the right thing, if we are on track, lest we have run in vain. And we had a wonderful conversation this week, uh, the good part of two and a half hours. There was very little socializing, some of that, but basically it was, are we running well? Are we doing the right things? Are we building until uh, responsibly to the year 2030? and the year 2040. What does succession look like? Do we have the right people in place? Do we have the right systems in place? Do we have the right organization in place? Do we have the kind of finances that can assure uh, the next generation? What does church look like in the 21st century and beyond? And so those needful discussions are important. What are the, the, the primary uh, anchors in terms of theology, in terms of belief, in terms of culture. What do those look like? What are the basic tenets of faith? And so uh, that helps us know that we have run well. And so along the way, because life is a journey and a process, we are going to be confronted with, with uh, absolutes that are opposites. Opposites live together. They cohabit together night and day. Blessing and cursing, cold and hot, seed time and harvest, sun and moon, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Blessing and cursing, good and evil, they live together, right and wrong, spiritual, natural, flesh and blood, fruit and witness, positive, negative, sheep and goats, faith and works, tithes and offerings, sowing and reaping, signs and wonders, up and down, Esau and Jacob, Ishmael and Isaac, Abraham and Lot, Elder and younger, Jacob in one individual. There was Jacob and Israel in one person. And so uh, you have the older son who's asked to do a job and says he's not going. The younger son who's asked to do a job and says he's going and doesn't go. And the older son eventually goes and get the job done. And so the point here is that we have to learn how to live in extremes. We have to learn with opposites because sometimes our, our function 
we tend to be Jekyll and Hyde's. And so if you don't come to terms with your weakness in the flesh and the need for spirituality, uh, you can be a person that's going to be in need of Freudism or Viktor Frankelism to, to, to help you with the psychological challenges you have. Paul said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. How do you deal with a willing spirit and a weak flesh? How do we deal with that? The fact is that the clock is running. The, the, uh, the entities of getting a job done sometimes work against us because we're, we're getting older in our case and yet the job has become more urgent. So how do we deal and create that balance? We've learned uh, decades ago that, that he's the God of Abraham. But he's not going to finish everything with Abe. He's going to continue it in Isaac. And he will continue it in Jacob. But then we'll then branch it out into 12 sons. And the oldest of Rachel's sons, Joseph, will get a double portion in Ephraim and Manasseh. And, and what God promised Abraham will only be fulfilled in Joshua 1,000 years later. And if you don't understand that dynamic, for God, a thousand years is a day. But for Abraham, he's going to live to 175 years old and may be totally confused or confused that this has not ended with me and, and could die disappointed and heartbroken. But when you understand the mandate of God, that the mandate of God is generational. It's generational. It starts with Tudor, but before Tudor was Bernard Bismarck. Before Bernard Bismarck, my dad, was John Bismarck. And we were pleasantly surprised at my dad's funeral when his brother was uh, presenting the eulogy and told us about our great-grandfather, my dad's grandfather, who started churches in Malawi in the late 1800s and the early 1900s. We had no idea that we had a generational blessing entitled to us. We had no idea. We always had hawked down to us and, and shoved down our throats that there were generational curses on both sides of the family. But the most liberating time was when Uncle Basil spoke and told us that our great-great-grandfather was a preacher that came out of Europe and started churches in Mlanje in Malawi. Knowing that we have generational blessing, we were able to claim what was rightfully ours by the Spirit. Shout, I have an inheritance. I said, shout, I have an inheritance. And because life has so many, many ups and downs and tangles, we will of, need, of needs go through valleys and experience mountains. So let's look at the types of valleys we will experience. The first one I have here is the valley of trouble. Joshua chapter 7, 26. Joshua and chapter 7, verse 24. Joshua and all of Israel with him took Achan, the son of Zerah, all the silver, the garments, and the wedge of gold which he had stolen. All his daughters, sons and daughters, all the oxen, all the donkeys, all the sheep, his tent, and all that he had, and brought them into the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why have you troubled us? The Lord shall trouble you this day, 
and all Israel stoned him with stones and burned them with fire after they had stoned him. And they raised over him a great heap of stones to this day. So the Lord, the Lord turned from fierceness of his anger, wherefore the name of that place is called the Valley of Achor, which is the Valley of Trouble. I heard Job say in 14.1 that man is of a few days and full of trouble. Uh, the minute you are conceived, trouble seems to find you. There's blessing that is upon your life, but trouble seems to find you. Some more than others. Some people are always in trouble. There can be 50 cars on the freeway. It seems like the state trooper will find you because you're traveling with the big T on your car that says trouble. And many times Jesus and the Lord would say, trouble me not. Uh, Satan is wanting to give you trouble. Life wants to give you trouble. Uncle George and all of his rubbish is coming from his grave to haunt you and give you trouble. Say the devil is a liar. There's the valley of discouragement, Numbers 32 and verse 9. And when they went up into the valley of Eshkol and they saw the land, they, dis they saw the land, they discouraged the heart of the children of Israel that they should not go into the land that God had given them. And so there's the valley of discouragement. There are times you can get discouraged. You started your education program, it's supposed to take four years, you are now in your 12th year. You started your business and your business plan was supposed to give you access to certain things within nine months, it's now nine years. And people that are younger, more agile, smarter in some way, seem to appear to be ahead of you. Don't be discouraged, lift up your head, hit your chin, lift up your head. There is a silver lining regardless of the storm that's over your head. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't be discouraged. What's the matter with you? Discouragement is courage that's been dissed. Don't let dis diss your courage. There's the valley of giants, Joshua 18 verse 16. The scripture says, and the border came down to the end of the mountain that lies before the valley of the son of Hanum. Uh, which is by the valley of giants, the valley of giants. You'll face your giants. For you to get your crown, you have to face your Goliath. For you to go to the fulfillment of God's promise, you have to face Ishbibinob. You have to face a giant that's a freak with six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot. There, there are some things that are forbidden for you to access until you break down the giant. Giants are a part of going to the next level. You, you want to be beyond Lilliput? You're going to have to learn how to go beyond small little people, small little things, small little ships, small little rivers. If, if you are struggling in the land of peace, you'll never be able to go beyond Jordan. If you are struggling, sisters and brothers, with footmen, don't even expect to be running with horsemen. And so if you learn to, to, to be successful in private, you will be successful in public places. That will be your reward. Personal performance is determined uh, 
public platforms are determined by private practice. What you do in secret, God will bring in the open for you. So do not be discouraged. Take down your giants. Kill those lions and bears early. Young men, get your Range Rover. Get that out the way. Buy your little Rolex quickly. Get that, that uh, 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 bling early in your life. Because God wants to trust you with big things in the future. If you're an old man doing young men's things, you are in trouble. So get the Range Rover out the way. Buy that cheap BMW quickly because God wants you to, to, to manage and build continents, schools, hospitals, yada, yada, yada. Turn to your neighbor, say, lift up your head. Amen. There's the valley of weeping. The valley of weeping. Scripture says uh, in Psalm 84, verse 6, he says, the person that is struggling, passing through the valley of Bacar, makes a well there, and the rain also fills the pools. You are going to go to the valley of Baker or Bacar. Every person's going there. But your responsibility is once you go to that valley, dig a pool there, put a well in there, because somebody that's less uh, experienced, someone that has less strength, will not be able to independently dig a well for themselves. They are going to need you to have dug a well. You're going to have to be like Moses and sing to a dry place and sing, spring up a well, spring up. Because the person next to you might not be able to sing. The person coming behind you, can you hear that? Might not be able to exercise physical strength. They may not have the kinds of apparatus and machinery to break through shale rock, to access the underground stream. So I know you are in a hurry to get to the end of your task. But before you go, dig a well there. Because Bernie's coming behind you and, and Chi-Chi behind Bernie and uh Tari is coming with Idris and Eden behind them. They don't need to spend time digging a well. All they need to do is refresh themselves so they can go further, faster to achieve greater. The works that I do greater than these shall ye do. So I'm depending on you in the valley of Bacar. Dig a well. I said I'm depending on you going to the valley of Bacar. Dig a well. Point at a neighbor and say, dig a well. There's the valley of death. The Bible talks in Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 40. The whole valley of dead bodies and of the ashes and of the fields of the brook of Kidron. The corner of the horse gate towards the east point is there's the valley of dead bodies i think we can talk a little bit about that based on the horrendous 2020 for some it's a valley of death the bible says yea though i walk through the valley of death psalm 23 i will fear no evil if you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death it simply means that it's a shadow it's not the actual event in other words, you are shielded. There is some sort of immunity on your life that death can't grab you. Ralphina can tell you a story or two about that. Death can't grab you. But what death will do is intimidate you by putting you in a shadow. 
The shadow is based on an object between light, which is revelation, and you. And so when you see the shadow, don't be intimidated. Amen. Go further and higher. Pray in another language. Confess the word of God more significantly. Be more determined. Amen. Put a stronger bit in your mouth and say, I am more than determined to achieve. Devil, you have given me the strength. I remember when I was just in my late 20s, coming to my early 30s, there was a certain group that said they were going to hurt me, which in, in essence was hurtful and painful enough. But what they added to that position that they're going to hurt me, they said they are going to break me. Now, the hurt part was was enough to break me. But when they said they are going to break me, or something inside of me, got up and said, you will never break me. The minute the devil puts a limitation on you, you've got to have yeah. You have to have some sort of nari, narrow, something has to get up inside of you and say, you will never break me. Shout, you will never break me. Oh, there's something inside so strong. It's getting up inside of me. It's my kickback mechanism. Devil, until you came against me, I did not know I had it in me to live. I shall not die. I, I shall not die. I shall not die. I will not faint. I will not fall under the weight. Something is getting up inside of me. Joel chapter 3 verse 14 The valley of decision Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision For the day of the Lord is near Make up your minds Don't be double minded The Bible says a double minded man or woman Is unstable in all their ways Make up your minds Amen Set your head towards the finish line Look for the target Amen Work a little bit more on your strategic life plan. If you don't have one, create one. Tweak the one you have. Put goals for the rest of the year. What are you going to do in a significant year next year, 2022? Get a passport. Go to the Bahamas. Get yourself... <laughs> the wrong place. Get yourself something that you can fit in the ocean with. Amen. Turn into... Ariel, the little mermaid, climb a mountain, go to Colorado, put your feet in the, in, in the Pacific Ocean, go to Hawaii, Halawa, do something you've not done before, go to Brazil. <laughs> Houston is not a country. <laughs> Americans, man. Isaiah 22 and verse 5 For it is a day of trouble And of trending Trending down And of perplexity by the Lord God of hosts in the valley of vision Breaking down the walls and crying to the mountains You need a vision If you are in the valley of vision You need a vision Without it people perish you need a vision. You need a vision. Uh, you, you, you need a tomorrow. You need a tomorrow. But when you come to your tomorrow, when your tomorrow comes to today, 
What is your vision for tomorrow when your tomorrow has come today? That's why you need people to help you with your life plan, with your life print, so that you don't vacillate or vegetate. You, you don't slow down when your tomorrow becomes today. In the valley of vision, you will discover your new vision. Nehemiah 11 verse 35, nearly there, the Lord uh, 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 is, is speaking here to Nehemiah. In the valley of craftsmen, a group of people, Lord and Ono, came to Nehemiah to slow him down. But they came to him in the valley of craftsmen. Wherever you are, God always has Zechariah, four craftsmen ready to help you build where you are unable to build. To help you raise from the foundation to go all the way to the top to roof level. God also has people in your repertoire of individuals, sometimes four deep, five deep, that can help you with electrical, plumbing, uh, carpentry, website, can help you with uh, getting stuff on Amazon, thank you Midori, can help you with your hair, your nails, your shoes, your, your, your car being fixed. There's always somebody four deep in your life. I'm told responsibly that any person you want to meet in the world, four deep you, will, you can meet that person. Even in this church, there's people that knows the president. They know our president. They just fall deep. They're just a phone call away, a WhatsApp away. In your entire world, even though there's 5,000 men that want to eat and are hungry and didn't have the sense to bring lunch, within reach, there's a little boy with a handful of loaves. Within reach, there's somebody with a little can of water. Within reach, there's somebody that has the answer for what you immediately need. And you will find those individuals in the Valley of Craftsmen. Then there's the Valley of Lilies. Psalm, uh, Song of Solomon's 2 and verse number 1. I am the rose of Sharon. I am the lily of the valleys. Oh yes, he is the lily of the valleys. If you are in a valley of roses, even though the roses are very beautiful, the roses have thorns on them to pull you back. In South Africa, they call them vachabiki. That means, wait a minute. You, you are trying to get ahead, but thorns tend to grab you here and pull you back. But, but there is a valley of lilies. The Bible says he's the fairest of 10,000. You'll find yourself in the valley of lilies where, where there's all kinds of mush and mire and there's all kinds of stagnant water. But in the middle of that muck and mire, here comes the most beautiful thing. A lily in the middle of mush and mire. In the middle of the mess of your life, God will cause you to be a lily in the middle of that. Where there's people that have no vision, have no future, have no idea, don't want to go ahead. Suddenly you start shining. You're brighter than ever. Shout, I am a lily. Shout, I am a lily. And then there is the valley of resurrection. Isaiah chapter number 4, 17 verse 5. And it shall be when the harvestman gathers the corn and reaps the ears with his arm. It shall be as one that gathers ears in the valley of Raphaim. That is the valley of resurrection. There's resurrection power in this room. I know you might be Jairus 
and they telling you don't trouble the master your baby girl is dead but you are walking with resurrection power I know you might be a widow woman who's lost your only son in the city of Nain but someone's about to approach the gate of the city and say Uzachema don't cry now resurrection power is within your reach your Lazarus may have been dead for four days and probably stinks now and the toxins have exploded within his intestinal structure but there's no need for you to cry because someone's about to call your name your business your ministry by its name and shout Lazarus come forth whatever the mites have eaten whatever the roaches have eaten whatever the rats have eaten have to spread it out so that Lazarus can come forth whole and blessed you are in the valley of resurrection you're about to reinvent yourself you're about to be like Mike Tyson and come back for the 250,000th time you're about to be like Sylvester Stallone and come back for Rambo 300 I command resurrection resurrection rise from the dead rise from the ashes of defeat rise from discouragement rise from hopelessness rise from being broke rise from being under the weight rise from drowning in the sea rise in your life give someone an elbow and say rise again and now I'm finishing with this Jehoshaphat finds himself in a precarious situation. He was trapped early in his life, being in the tribe of the south called Judah. The capital is Jerusalem. And for, for political and socioeconomic reasons, he married Ahab's sister in the north, the kingdom of Israel. The kingdom had split in the years of Rehoboam. And many times in our lives, we go through horrendous splits that compromise our being organization and our mentality. And so Jehoshaphat now finds himself in a difficult position. And so now a war breaks out and he has to go into this battle and fight. One of the other records of this particular story, Jehoshaphat says, I cannot go into this battle. Is there someone here that's a prophet in the house? Yes, and the Bible says they found Elisha, one that was pouring water on the feet of Elijah. And Elisha would not prophesy or open his mouth until he had somebody that was a musician. Because Elisha knew that when you praise God, God inhabits the praises of his people. And so when the minstrel began to play, God came into the middle of that stuff and a word came into the mouth of Elisha. Sisters and brothers, you can be going down 59 or, or, or 610 or Highway 6 in the lowest point of your life. You can have a praise session right up in there. You might have to pull off because some of you will get slain under the power all by yourself up in there. Praise Praise him at all times. Praise him in the middle of the jailhouse. Praise him when you whooped and beaten. Praise him when you are discouraged. 
Praise him when the enemy rises up against you and comes in like a flood. Praise him when people are standing against you. I am a praiser by nation. In all things give thanks for this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. Can I preach this thing out of my red tie from Singapore? I feel something pushing up in here. The enemy is coming against you, Jehoshaphat. But raise up the praises. Sing the Lord's song in a strange land. Sing when your heart is discontented. Sing when you're beaten in the middle of the jailhouse. Sing when there's no hope for you. Sing because God is about to give you the victory. I'm coming into the valley of blessing. I'm about to be blessed in the city. About to be blessed in the field. About to be blessed coming in. About to be blessed going out. Every way I turn. God. I said God yes. It's about to bless me in the valley of blessing. Give your neighbor an elbow. Say blessed. Shout blessed. I'm blessed in the valley of blessing. Say I'm blessed in the valley of blessing. I'm blessed. You can feel that blessing coming down. You can feel that blessing coming down. Don't hate, don't hate, don't hate. Second Chronicles 20 and verse 26. And on the fourth day, they assembled themselves in the very valley of Baraka. For there <laughs> they blessed the Lord. And they called the same place the Valley of Blessing. You will not enter the month of July the same. This week, this week, something supernatural is going to transpire in your life. Stand, let me pray for you. As you go into the valley of blessing. <laughs> if I only had time, only time. Raise your hands half-mast like this. And then cup them like this. Like this. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. I pray that God will fill the thirsting of your soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup. I lift it up. As you make me whole. Father, every cup here, you're filling. You're filling the cup of every person and you are going to give a righteous man's reward for every cup that's lifted. For those that are visiting, 
give them a double portion. For those that are watching online, wherever you are, guys in New Zealand, Willard, Sabelo, and that bunch in South Africa, those in Zimbabwe, in lockdown, God's about to fill your cup in the valley of blessing. I've been through every conceivable valley, valley, through all of those I read, but now it's my turn. It's your turn to come into the valley of blessing. Father, at your worst, you are a blesser. Thank you for your great and phenomenal blessing. Amen.